bit sassy Little bit crazy, little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Oh my god. You, every time. I know. I jump and I scare you every single time. You, every time. I can't, <laughs> I can't help it. I just feel like the three, two, one countdown and I just get really pumped and excited and I'm just like, this is happening. Probably because I used to not do said countdown. Yes. And, and I would just sneak attack and yeah. fucking people bullshit. heard the real you. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> right? Well, we should probably let you guys know what you're listening to. Yeah. Besides joy and happiness. <laughs> um, this is a Couple Sassholes podcast. My name is Brooklyn Mabel. And I'm Heather Terry. And this is our podcast, our audio project about <laughs> true crime. I'm never going to live that fucked up things. I, put, I think I put, it might have been a hashtag on our last post, hashtag audio project. Audio project. Yeah, every time I say podcast, I do ha- I do slash audio project. So <laughs> well, you guys will know whenever I'm the one posting the posts on the, on the social. You are welcome. I, I enjoy it. It's like a synonym for a podcast. It's a good fucking time is what it is. <laughs> so speaking of good times. Mm-hmm. And great oldies. Yeah. It's Saturday. It is Saturday. We have not reported on a Saturday in what feels like. Oh my God, it's been so bit. long. Yeah. So uh, with that, we both got dressed today and we put on our party pants. <laughs> yeah, we did. And so we're going to have a good fucking day. We put on our party pants. Playing around town. So we went to the gym like good girls. Mm -hmm. And then um, we went to the liquor store because that's organically what you do after you go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a natural segue. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we came here to record. We were going to go to the farmer's market because it's a holiday stroll. Um, (laughs) Holiday stroll experience day. But it's also 30 mile per hour winds outside and it feels like we are in a crazy monsoon. It's very eerie. I will say this is Mm -hmm. a very Halloween-y style experience. Yeah. Dorothy's about to flab past a window. Well, she didn't flab past. One Uh, One of the witches. Witches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of witches. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Yeah. We are just segue kings and queens today. I don't know who the king is and who the queen is. Not it. I'll be queen. I'll be the king. I don't care. Even though I sound like a king today. (laughs) I always sound like a fucking king. I always sound like I just ran open mouth through a tobacco field on fire. That's what I sound like. (laughs) Where did that come (laughs) from? You're looking at me. I was like, wait, did I sound like No, I'm very proud. I feel like you're about to get, get me for that. Um, Heather Terry TM. Yeah. Per years. Uh, so we're going to Salem. The, here's the lowdown. Low you guys already know we're going to Salem. We've, uh, Heather's talked about it enough. What if they're brand new? Okay. Well, we're going to Salem. Yes. Next week. It's Saturday. We leave on Wednesday. It's finally here. I know. Um, so this one, we're going to drop while we're in Salem. Mm-hmm. Being all witchy and shit. Yes. When you hear this, we will be on brooms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Petting our black cats. Yes. With pointy hats. And, waving a wand. Yes. To and fro. All of that. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I don't know what you're going to do. I am doing exactly that. Okay. Fucking hanging out with some crystals and shit. (laughs) Putting some spells on people. That's right. So we're going to go. And while we're there, though, what we're really excited about is we're going to record a podcast. Yes. In Salem. We're Mm -hmm. doing that. I think we decided we were going to do that on Friday. Sure. First thing. Fresh coffee and Bailey's, and we're going to make some shit happen in our hotel room. So I'm excited. Yeah. And then um, other things. We did want to talk about the calendar. The calendar O events for the holiday season. <laughs> o events. <laughs> yes. So we are going to take a break. Sorry. Uh, yeah, at some point. We, too, um, have family and friends, and we want to spend some time with them. And though we love recording podcasts, because we do. 
Mm-hmm. We need the the break. It's not even the podcast recording. It is the research, the editing, and the getting. Yeah, it. this is the easy part. Yeah, this is literally. Mm-hmm. This is the sex, and the rest of it is the birth. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Do you get it? The sex is a fun part. I is it? I oh, I don't. I don't know. No. So. Wait, I, you're not scared past I, that. I know. No, we are. We're okay. Gonna, we're gonna move. We're gonna shimmy our little tukuses right down there. But we'll make sure to post on social on the social if you're not following us on Facebook yet. We'll make sure that you guys know um, when we're gonna be coming out with some new stuff. I think we'll we're recording know. in Salem, and then after that, we're gonna take a little. I think we'll take uh, a we'll, breather. We'll figure it out. We say this as we look at each other because we're both like, who knows? We might be bored one That's day. That's what and I mean. Yeah. Bored. yeah. Let's, well, let's uh, not make promises. Drink. Yeah, let's do that, please. God, okay. Please. So um, we have from Trader Joe's Oliver Apple Pie Apple Wine with Natural Flavors. Yes, there's ice in it. Once more, eat a dick. No one cares. <laughs> and lean far away from the mic. Uh-huh. Heather's like, I'll lean into the mic. That's fine. That's a treat. That's a treat in my fucking mouth. It literally tastes like apple pie. Like, yeah. That's a fucking treat. Mm-hmm. I think I think I've had it fresh out of the fridge. I was a little intoxed on Halloween, um, and I remember it being good. I do almost think it tastes better with ice, mm-hmm. and possibly maybe if you wanted to get real frisky, you could toss in that hard truth cinnamon vodka. I wish that we had not today, but I wish that we had video when we do this because your face is so funny. so you're like real frisky. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. So that's a delightful treat. Mm -hmm. Just like us. That is also accurate. Um, But what is not a delightful treat? Oh, wait. I was going to jump into our topics already. But um, one more thing. So the Delphi murders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They found them. Bridge guy. um, I don't know why Heather keeps saying the bridge guy. That's they called him the bridge guy. Yeah, but is he was oh, the guy from oh, the? Oh, that's oh, you're saying just because he was walking. on That's the bridge. what everybody called Got him before it. they knew who it was because he's the guy from the video. Got it. Okay. The bridge guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So for people who don't know, the Delphi murders happened in Delphi, Indiana. It was like a 14 year old, I think, and a 16 year old, maybe two 14 year olds that were walking home. Um, they actually had some video of it, and a guy murdered them in the woods and. It has basically like rocked that town to its core. I used to work uh, for a company that's headquarters was in Delphi, Indiana, and I used to in their downtown, which is very very small. They had still to this day posters of like the sketches, so it really affected the town. And yeah, now that they finally found the guy. They're not releasing a lot of information. They said um, that he still lived there. Yeah, he lived there. He stayed. He stayed well. in Delphi. And then, but they only released to the public a few seconds of the video, and then there ended up being like two minutes and forty one seconds of him saying, "You guys get down the hill," and all that weird. Like, it's weird. And then him walking on the bridge and... Yeah. I just don't... I couldn't imagine just staying in the town. Like, I, when I mean the posters are like everywhere, the like... Yeah. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. That'd be like a true crime movie. Like, seeing yeah, all the 100%. posters in a small town and stuff. And he just lived there. See, seeing it every day. I don't know. That's terrible. We should uh, un- we should unpack that one whenever we know more about the actual murder. Yes. Because they haven't... They, all they did was release his name and his photo. Yeah. So far, I think. He looks very murdery. No, I'm kidding. He kind of did. I mean, you could take anyone's face. They could take my dad's face and put it out there and be like, he looks murdery. Your dad looks too jolly to kill anybody. Doesn't he? He does. Like, there's no, like, Dwayne ain't kill nobody. I mean, my dad was in the army and went to war, so he did probably. It's very likely. Yeah, but like. (laughs) And he would kill somebody. I think 100%. I think anyone would kill anyone. I truly believe that. If you're put in a situation, I think anyone would kill anyone. 
if someone was attacking me and I was in one of these moments, you can guarantee I'm going to try to fucking hit a, a jugular with something. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so my dad. But anyway, he's yeah. adorable. So yes. is my mom. Okay, one other question because this was something that's been tickling my pickle. <laughs> it's your favorite thing to say. I know, I love it. So it's been tickling my pick. And um, <laughs> and it's what is too early to put up holiday decorations. So back in the day, before COVID, I feel like everyone would get so fucking riled up over this topic and people would get so mad. It's like, why are you getting, why are you feeling this way? Who cares? It's, you're not in my house, motherfucker. Whatever brings everybody joy. That's Who what I'm saying. I, don't I, care. I vote for that too. And so I've talked to so many women about it and, and it's always the men. And I was talking to Travis and I was like, why, like, what are your thoughts? And he's like, I just think that it, it skims over Thanksgiving. And I was like, I totally hear that. And I was like, but at the end of the day, like Travis is a little different because he does all the outdoor decorations and that takes a lot of time. But for me to decorate our entire house, which is not that big, like it takes me eight to 12 hours to decorate it. And so it takes so much time, so much effort. You want to enjoy it. You want to see it as long as you can. It makes you happy. I don't I'm think that up. having a tree takes away from turkey. I'm sorry. I agree. Who cares? I agree. Like, uh, who cares? I 100%. So hopefully everybody out there, if you are sitting there and you're like, should I put out my Christmas tree? Do whatever. Keep it up all year. Change it. Who cares? I don't. Put put hearts on it. Put put Valentine's Day. Heather would obviously be the one with the 12-foot skeleton that has it. If you guys have one and anyone wants to give it to me, sell it to me, I want one. Because I want it to like... How about she says give it to you? Ain't nobody going to give that. Well, maybe people really like me. They really like the podcast. I really like you too, but no, I'm not doing that. What? No, I told you if you ever saw one for sale, just buy it and just Apple request me. 100%. I will drop $600 in two seconds to buy two of those without any remorse. I think it'd be 800 But still. Probably. Worth it. Okay. And it would, we already have agreed that Will said if I could procure one, it could stay up. Even though I would do it anyway. But. It would look so huge. I know, because our front yard is so small and yeah. our backyard is huge. So, like, but I want it to, like, look like it's pulling lights off the house. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then I put, like, Cupid outfit. I'm telling you. It so would I literally up, stay in my front yard. Travis and I have been talking about this, uh, like, the we want a reindeer and, like, the sled and a Santa Claus on, on the house. And we, I literally, are you ready for the price of what I found. One that would be, one that could go up there and would really be like the one. I'm ready to guess that price. No. $6,000. Does the sled fly? $6,000. That's a stupid. Did you hire a Santa to $6,989. Did you hire a Santa to sit in it? Is that why it's so much? Isn't that crazy? Like a real human sits up on your roof all of December. Oh, I know. One day I'll own it. But who knows when? Okay. Okay. I mean,. I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'll be like 62 when I do it, Heather. Oh, with like fucking three more years of fighting in, in me, you know. Okay. okay. Podcast time. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go first? I kind of want to get mine over with. Well. How's that? That works for me because I'm this drink is hitting. I was, I I was you're like chugging it right now. Well, I'm thirsty it. anyway from the gym, but like I was good last night. So my body's like, you know, it's the weekend, right? She always has her party pants on and I didn't drink yesterday. So she's ready. So go ahead. Do I you would want to love talk to. about the next drink that you're going to drink after that. Well, you can. Where's Are you going to finish your drink? I don't know. You brought it in. It's your drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she looks all over at me. I'm like, I don't fucking know. You have the bag right now. Well, I have two. Well, what are you going to. I don't know. Um, Probably this simple. Let's be really loud with that bag. Um, simply spiked lemonade. The stra- oh, it's strawberry lemonade. I didn't even yeah. notice that when I picked it up. Thanks for that. No problem. I appreciate that. Okay, well, we'll let you know whenever Heather chooses to pop that top. I think you'll be able to hear okay. it because it's a big-ass can. It is a big-ass can, which means it's going to have some loud-ass stuff. 
I got nothing. All right, so our topic today was copycat killers from movies. So, did you just punch yourself? No, I just itched my nose with my moon on my finger and it got caught on my nostril. For anyone that doesn't know, Heather, she likes very loud nails. Nails. I do. So she has like a huge moon for Salem and it is like literally two inches hanging like off of the nail. So I'm not at all surprised it got caught. That's what I was asking. I feel like that thing would get caught on everything. Looks good though. Okay. Back in. <laughs> back in. So we decided to do copycat killers, people who uh, murdered people because of a movie. Now mine is based off of the Scream movie. Now if you're familiar with that franchise, this story is very, very similar to Scream 4. And in Scream 4, it's to spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't fucking seen it um it has two it has people who are killing their friends because they they want to be famous for it and so like they record it and they record pieces of it this this particular they don't record the murder but um i'm interested to hear this because i'm not i'm not familiar with this actual story so i'm gonna start off with a video so that you can really understand i feel like if you once you hear this video um it really kind of changes it just sets a horrible scene, unfortunately. Okay. This is a video, like, with camera. There should be no law against killing people. I know it's a wrong thing, but... Yes, hell, hell, you restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want it more. We found our victim, and sad as it may be, she's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter. She's going to be alone in a big, dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I, I mean, like, holy shit, dude. I'm horny just thinking about it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. We know there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked the back doors. That's all I locked. Now we just gotta wait. I just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I'm I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, oh I just killed God. Cassie. Oh, oh, fuck. That felt like fucking real. I mean, it went by so fast. Shut the fuck up. We gotta get our action. Okay. What the? Yeah, so that's just one of the videos, unfortunately. Oh um, my God. They recorded Cassie at school uh, when she was putting her books up in her locker and came up to her and talked to her on camera. That was the, the and they were friends with Yeah. So let's talk about it. All right. So on the night of September 22nd, 2006. Oh, wait. I jumped and I didn't tell you where I got any of my shit from. Um, real life. I just read the title that I put this. Which is real life screen movie. Uh, Beyond the Darkness podcast, Oxygen, True Crime, Wikipedia. And then I read some things and I'm, I can't really tell you what I remember that came from the things that I read as well. <laughs> yeah. So um, on the night of September 22nd, 2006. So this wasn't all that long ago. Stoddard was house sitting. So these guys right now are roughly, uh, just as a reference, they are 32 years old now. Those, oh. And they were 16 back then. Okay. All right. So, uh, Cassie, she was house-sitting for her aunt and uncle, um, Allison and Frank Contreras, on Whispering Cliffs Drive in northeast Bancock County. They were out of town, and they had hired her to come and take care of their three cats and their two dogs for the weekend. So, she visited that evening uh, by her boyfriend, Matt Beckman. They were a steady relationship. Uh, Their family knew a lot about each other. So, anyway, he comes by at 6 p.m. later. Two classmates come, Brian Draper and Tori Adamkick. I think I'm saying that right. It's spelled Adam C I K. 
So Adam's sick. Either he's Adam Dylan, fucking so. cut bag. Uh, they were both. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Adam Adam's sick because I think he's sick. So that's what I'm gonna call it. Works. Um. So they were both 16 at the time. They came over to the house to hang out. Uh, they gave the friends a tour of the house. So that's something that's really weird is they literally go through the entire house. It's a gorgeous house. It was her um, aunt and uncle's dream home. Mm-hmm. And they said it was after everything that happens, how it ruined their dream home. Like they had saved for this home and they bought it and they loved it and it being a horror movie. And that's what, and their niece died there. Yeah. And so that's just terrible. But anyway, it's a gorgeous home. And so they're walking through the home and the two boys, uh, Draper and Adam Kick, Adam Kick, Adam Sick, whatever, they're... They're really uh, interested in every room. They go down to the basement. What they don't realize is that one of the kids had unlocked the basement door. So he could come back in later. So they could both come back in later. So they go into the living room and they watch Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh, then Adam, Sick, and Draper, they are like, uh, we're going to leave because we want to go to a movie at the movie theater. I'm like, cool. Uh, by the way, they never came up with a lie of what movie they were going to see. So, oh my gosh. Uh, as I mentioned, it was Draper who had unlocked the basement door so that they could re-enter. Sometime after leaving the house, Draper and Adam, Sick, they come back to the neighborhood. They park down the street and they get out of the car. They put on costumes consisting of dark clothing, gloves, and white painted masks. Oh. The boys quietly enter the house through the basement door and while they're watching uh, TV in the living room. So they intentionally make loud noises uh, trying to get Beckman and Stoddard, so her boyfriend and her, to come downstairs so that they could scare them. Next, they found the circuit breaker and they turned the power off to the house. And they are hoping that that would also make them come downstairs to check the breaker. Uh, I'm going to guess they had no idea where the breaker was or how to check a fucking breaker. Yeah. When uh, they didn't come down, the guys are like, fuck it, and they just turned some of the lights back on. So Cassie starts getting really uneasy after the power outage, as you can imagine. Well, yeah. They're in the middle of nowhere, too, so it's like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-mm. So trying to, like, be in the in the headspace there, she's house-sitting in this nice big house and uh, luckily your boyfriend's there but the the power shutting off and and it's not inclement weather that would be terrifying yeah and so they also noticed that one of the dogs the Contreras dogs kept staring at the basement stairs and would periodically growl and bark at the door how Mm -mm. fucking terrifying no so uh (laughs) yeah so Beckman he's like he can see that Stoddard is super scared and so he calls his mom and he's like, hey, can I spend the night? Like, she's freaked out. And his mom's like, no, but she can come spend the night with us. And she's like, I can't. I Like, I want uh. to, but they're paying me to house it. And I have to stay here and take care of these dogs. That's what they wanted me to do. So I'm just going to stay. No, that's sad. That is no, the no, saddest no, no. part of all of it. I just thought about whenever I was watching Theo for you one time when you were out of town. And he, out of nowhere, we were sleeping. And he starts growling and barking in the middle of the night. We were upstairs at your house. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not a fan of that. So I can't imagine. And you don't live out of the country. Yeah. So if you live out of the country, I would have said, no, Theo's going to my house. <laughs> well, then, but that's so we, and we had talked about that, too. Just a random thought. But, like, you know, ring doorbells and ring cameras, they don't call the cops. I think a lot of people think that they do, but depending on where you live, they don't automatically call the cops. So we're like, when we move out to the country, we're getting like simply safe. Like we're having something installed because it's like, I'd like to have an alarm to have go off instead. Yeah. But anyway, at uh, 1030, and then I also see at 1130. So I I don't know. Either way, at 1030 or 1130, Beckman's mom comes and picks him up. And so Cassie stays. Beckman calls Adam Sick's cell phone number to see where he and Draper were to possibly meet up with him later. And he said he could barely hear Adam Sick, who was whispering on the phone. And he just assumed it's because they were in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So from the basement, Draper and Adam Sick, they hear Beckman leave. 
They turn the lights out again at the circuit breaker and they wait, hoping that she would come downstairs to turn the lights back Fuck on. No. Once again, she didn't. Eventually, the boys come upstairs. Draper is armed with a dagger-like wep- weapon and Adam Sick has a hunting knife. Uh, the weapons were purchased at a pawn shop and from what I had read too, they had asked one of their friends to go buy these knives for him. And the guy goes, well, you're not going to kill anyone with it, right? And they laughed and they were like, of course not. Dude. And they literally had a friend go buy knives because no. they were too young to buy those types of knives at a pawn shop. You're not going to kill... No. I'd be like, well, tell me eight reasons why you can't do it. Go. I mean, they weren't old enough. I think originally like... it was uh, their hunting knives, so they could have oh. bullshitted that. But it was... So that podcast that I listened to, like, mm-hmm. it was all the radio... Like, it was all the audio recordings from everything. Mm-mm. So the interviews, too. I have more to tell you about that in, in a bit. So okay. that's how I... That's how the aunt and uncle had mentioned that they had loved the house and they were just so... De- they were devastated by everything, but then they also lost their house and all of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. And then uh, the other thing, too, was even after all of this, uh, I think it's Adam Six parents... They're like, well, he was innocent, even though they have all this proof. The proof is so obscene and that the parents are still saying, well, you you wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for Draper or vice versa. I can't remember the person. We'll get to it later. But they literally say they're like, and the kid's like, you're right. I totally wouldn't have. Yeah. I was just, I was doing, I thought, yeah. And the parents were like, yeah, we, we totally know you're innocent. What? Yeah. So anyway. Draper open and slams the closet door at the top of the stairs to scare her. Um, she's lying on the couch in the living room. And, of course, it fucking does. It's literally a scream movie. Like, yeah. you're in the house and doors are being slammed and you're like, what the fuck? And someone's in there and it's your fucking yeah. friends. The boys brutally attack her. They stab her approximately 30 times. 12 what? of those wounds could have been fatal. When you hear the police report, um, I believe it's her aunt who calls and she's like, there's a finger on the floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Both of them are arrested on September 27th. So that's, let's see here, 20, I think it's 20, oh, five days. Took five days. And charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit first degree murder. During the interrogations, each team blamed the other. Draper claimed that he was in the same room as Adam Sick when Stoddard was killed, but denied stabbing her. Then later admitted to stabbing her under alleged commands from Adam Sick. Which you can see too, the guy, the guy on that video says, I killed her. And so that was an epic kind of... But then the other guy was like... Oh, yeah, he... We gotta get our shit together. 100%. So you could tell they both ordered. Yes. Um, He led investigators to Black Rock Canyon, Canyon, where the teens had disposed of the clothing, the masks, and the weapons that they had used for the murder. Whenever they go through the uh, trial and sentencing, Draper said that he was inspired by Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, which were the guys who committed the Columbine High School massacre. Um, Later on, Adam Sick also said that he was inspired by the Scream horror movie franchise. And as they had talked about it too, that's why they recorded so much of it. Their plan was to kill multiple students within the school in the same way just like the horror movie wow one of them had said too he was like he stuttered he had a stutter and you hear it in that video one of the kids has a stuttering problem and he's like i just i never felt like i belonged anywhere so i was angry like that that's basically what he says in the in in jail now like he he's like i have to live with it every day i was just i mean i don't fuck you i don't care yeah I don't fucking care. So anyway, they're both uh, serving time at the Idaho State Correctional Institution located in uh, Ada County, Idaho. And they both tried to appeal many, many times. And every time. What was their argument? Like, I don't, that's just so wild that they'd be like, no, 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 we, we deserve a better, a lighter sentence. We don't. So Draper was seeking to have his conviction um, vacated or to be given a limited life sentence that would allow for his release 
on, on parole if approved after 30 years. The first appeal for both Adam Sick and Draper were denied in a 3-2 decision. The high court vacated Draper's conviction on the conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, saying that jurors were given erroneous instructions on that charge, but they affirmed his conviction for first-degree murder and his life sentence without parole. Then again in July of 2015, Adam Sick gained a hearing uh, for post-conviction relief with the state uh, Sixth District Magistrate Judge Mitchell W. Brown. That rolls off the tongue. Was easy to say. He claimed that the task, the testimony from character witnesses could have uh, changed the outcome of the sentencing, but that his former attorney against his parents' wishes chose not to call upon these witnesses. So that he's basically saying other people could have said I wasn't crazy, but dude, it doesn't fucking matter. So what they ended up finding there? No, not um, at all. As I, I'm going to scroll through here and grab... Look, first, let me show you how gorgeous she is. Oh, yeah. no. Beautiful girl. Yeah. Beautiful girl. Da, da. So, oh, and so the, the day of... I mentioned that they had uh, recorded... I just hit the fucking tip. That they had recorded her the day of. So, jumping back into some, some more of the details. She, on September 22nd, the day they killed her, at 8.30, at 8.28 in the morning... She's putting books into her locker, and they come up and videotape her. That's and so, so the teen's wearing jeans, a green shirt, and a white jacket, and she stopped, uh, she stops unpacking her books to briefly say hi to the camera. Like, God. they literally recorded her. And one of her friends was like, I never, I never would have thought that would have been her last day. Like, everything seemed so normal. And then the cops also said that, uh, and this is where they say another, another recounting of it saying a different time, but... Uh, they said that looking from the scene, it was clear that she had put, um, put up an extreme fight, which is probably how she lost her finger. Ugh. And that uh, she fought for her life and she gave it her all, yeah. which is super, super sad. Um, they had thought originally that Matt, the boyfriend, was the one who had done it. Because but... I guess if the mom didn't come in to pick him up, yeah, then she like you wouldn't know because he was the last person with her. So, of course, they're going to think that, you know? Yeah. Um. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that whenever they told him, he didn't react. So, unfortunately, he, like, didn't? he didn't. And they were like, that's an automatic red flag. He didn't react. I'm sure he was fucking shocked. Like, they talk about, like, how does he, how did Matt handle this years later? Knowing that if he would have stayed, he either would have died, too, or he could have tried to try to save her. Yeah. But that's the, the concept is that they would have killed him, too. Like, yeah, they had picked Cassie, but if he would have stayed the night, I don't know that they would have given up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Because I don't know. I don't know the body type of Matt. And both of those guys were little pussy ass bitches. So who <laughs> fucking knows there? Uh, he ended up passing the polygraph test with flying colors. and But he did end up saying something that, like, broke the case was whenever he was like, well, Tori Adamsick and Brian Draper came over, too. So they were in the house at one point, and then they talk about it. They pull them over to the side, and they could, like, they knew that they were lying to them super quickly because the guys, like I had said, they didn't know uh, what movie. Oh, they yeah. They, so they, they were going to movie. movie. They didn't pick a movie. So then, of course... You said fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. So investigators set him up to take a polygraph test, but before the test began, Draper got extremely emotional, and he was like, I have to speak to the detectives. And so his parents sat in the room with him, and he recounted how he and Adam Sick had gone back to the home that night to turn the power off and to try to scare Cassie, wearing the masks to disguise their identity. But he claimed he was surprised when Adam Sick actually started stabbing her, is what he says. So he goes, it wasn't supposed to happen. He said through tears it was supposed to be a joke. He eventually, Draper's the one that led him to the Rock Canyon uh, to see what they had, and I mean, everything was there. So yes, once more, it was inspired by the screen movie that they were trying to create their own real life version 
and they targeted Cassie simply for the only reason that she was going to be house-sitting alone. And so they have recorded themselves preparing for their chilling mission in a videotape that they tried to burn, but they were able to get the footage, and that's what you end up seeing. God, that's... They're still in jail. At one point, um, so there's also another part of the video, which I didn't play. Uh, they, they are in the high school library, and they're huddled together, and they're making a death list of their hopeful victims that they wanted to plan for that night. Draper into the camera, he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Cassie's family, but she had to be the one. We have to stick with the plan. So there's one part in there that I really couldn't understand what the kid was saying, and I thought he was like kind of drunk slurring, like in, in the video. I was like, what the fuck did he say? But he had said, unfortunately, we have the grueling task of killing our friends. Draper said in the video as the two teens lay in wait in their car not far from the home. So that was the day of. What? Yeah. No, fuck them. I hope they're holding somebody's pocket. And in one of the other videos, they're like, we're sick psychopaths who get pleasure out of killing other people. We want to be just like Scream. And they said they're happy They're happy in, in, in the videos. They're in jail now. Um, they still try to act like they're going to make the effort to get the fuck out. But it doesn't. No one's going to let them out. Yeah, it doesn't fucking really matter. <laughs> Um, what's sad about this one and I, is that there are videos, so if you really want to like look into it, there are things for you to see. But it's That's just awesome. unbelievable that they, I don't know. And then they try to blame each other, but then they sit there and talk about it on the video that, I don't like that. Uh, that video's gonna stay with me for a minute. It really, it fucked with me. That's mm-hmm. why I had to play it so I could fuck with everyone else. Too. <laughs> I mean, Travis listened to it last night, I was like, this is why this shit gets to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why sometimes recording this podcast is hard, because you're digging into, like, brutal attacks on people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, you not only... They ruined so many people's lives because the girl that walked in, I think, was her aunt and uncle's daughter. And she tried to kill herself two years after it. Uh, yeah. Like, that was on that on that podcast as I listened to it more. Like, she had walked in. She was the one that called. And she said a girl. I don't know who it was. I think it was her. But they weren't close. I don't know how to say everything. But that's why on the thing, or on the recording, she's like girls in the house her feet like and she they're freaking out and then two years later she tries to kill herself and then her family lost her home uh matt and his mom his mom probably feels horrific yeah but then she's probably thankful that she took her little boy away like yeah what do you think here yeah that's a lot all of that is a lot they affected a lot of people and I hope that jail's not kind to them. I don't know that jail is kind to anyone. I hope the prison sucks for them, though. Like, I hope, I, yeah. They hold somebody's pocket. Oh, and I took a photo, a screenshot of the guy, so you can make fun of what they look like. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. This is Google time for everybody listening. You guys Google what they look like. Oh, my. Look at those little fucking twerps. The one on the left definitely looks like he got bullied. The one on is and like his... he has a stuttering problem, and supposedly, I don't know. He's the one that I thought was like, I did it, is what it sounded like. And that he was the one that was like, let's figure it out. But it's it was hard for me to tell in the video. Yeah. And I didn't uh, get my forensic degree in deciphering who was who. <laughs> but that's my real life screen movie. Fuck that. But mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I like the movie, but shit. I mean, the movie's fucked up as fuck. Yeah. But I do love the movie, too. Not enough to then murder people. But yeah. <sighs> wow. You're welcome. I needed a minute. Well, that was a fucked up story. You're welcome. That, I mean... It is fucked up. It's horrible and it's fucked up. I'm glad they got caught as quickly as they did. Like, the Scream 4, if you watch it, they literally, in the in the Scream mask, they put a camera. What? So I don't they remember, remember that movie. I don't yeah, guess. so it's, um, who's Julia Roberts' daughter or niece? Something Roberts got, I can't remember it right now. Tiffany. I don't know. Tiffany? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard that name since the 80s. Okay, so anyway, um, it's basically Sydney's 
cousin mm. does it to be famous and she was going to be the like sole survivor i do remember yeah. that now and so she like beats herself up and is super fucking crazy but anyway that they reported all of it to be famous i mean it's fucked up but it's an interesting storyline like that one of the kids had said he goes i just feel like i wasn't going to be anything in life so why not do a big bad thing well he picked a big bad thing i i think it's they do it and then they don't think at all about like oh well now i'm gonna spend the rest of my life in jail i'm never gonna have sex because you know them bitches were well, not fucking anybody. They might. Well, Touche. With a woman. Oh, well. Yeah. And with consent. <laughs> but yes, you're totally right. I don't know. I just feel like it's this excitement of that, but there's no like... Like that was unnecessary. Yeah. It was definitely unnecessary. Yeah. Well, we're going to change lanes a little bit because mine's about a TV show. Um, this is a story of Mark Twitchell... And he was the Dexter copycat killer. Do you know this one? Um, I So, number one, I know everything about Dexter. The first one, I never saw the next. The first show, because they came out with a new one. Oh, show. I was like, I, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen I the new one. I started watching either. Dexter as soon as I moved here, because it was based in Miami, and I really missed, like, back then, Miami Oh, that was makes home. sense, yeah. So, I watched it, and was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with it, just because he's sexy. <laughs> He was fighting. He was fighting cancer, I believe, towards like the season three and four of it. Really? Yeah. You could see him lose his weight, and they like, yeah. Huh. It was a good show. Anyway, it was a really good fun show. Just so, if anyone doesn't know what Dexter is, it's about a. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to explain the show. Okay, Mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah. So the sources are, of course, Wikipedia, then YouTube, and then my favorite murder did an episode about it. One sixty three. I'm, yeah, do you want me to comment on your no. work-cited page? <laughs> no. um, so, Mark Twitchell was born in Edmonton, Canada on July 4th in 1979. So, at first I was like, oh, the 4th of July. And then I was like, that's Canada. And they don't care. <laughs> so, he graduated from radio and a TV program at Northern Alberta Institute of Technology because he wanted to be a filmmaker. So, then he, for some reason, they don't say why, because you know I like to get into the background, but they didn't have a lot about this. But he moved to the Midwest for a little bit, and then he went back to Canada to pursue his career. You pursue that career, dude. I know, but, like, he went back to Edmonton. Like, do you know how many famous filmmakers are like, where is he from? Oh, Edmonton, Canada. That's where they all are from. I mean, like, who fucking knows where any... I, I mean, I really don't know. I don't know where anyone's from. <laughs> I know. It just was funny. It's like, well, he went back to well, Canada. I had to find out where Spielberg's from. All right, <laughs> so, he, he loves cosplay and sci-fi. Like, he dresses up, and he acts out the movies that, like, his favorite movies. So, you know, that, what's it called? LARPing? That live action role play? Yeah. That's what it's called. That's funny. So he does that. Uh, th- this is like the early 2000s and the internet started getting really big and he starts going online so he can find people that are like him and then he starts to go to like chat Cincinnati, rooms. Cincinnati, Ohio. Really? Steven Spielberg is from C- Cincinnati, Ohio. That's You're funny. fucking welcome. That's funny. Yeah. He's, from he's also worth four bill. Really? Million dollars. For Bill. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do, guys, because I want to sip and I'm too close, I'm going to open up a beer. I'm just going to interrupt your story completely because fuck it. I feel like I'm making too much noise while you talk. Well, that's why I had to hold the cup sideways the whole time and drink. Is that that's, what you were That's doing? why I do that. So the ice just sits there. Does this not twist off? This is a twist off. It's a, isn't it? I don't know, but you're about to rip your skin off. It's about to twist your skin off. It that's is. Pause. I have the Sam Adams Holiday White Ale, which is citrusy and hazy, and it's their seasonal log. Er, really excited about it because this is my first Christmas style beer. I'm gonna bring us the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale Peppermint. Your nipples will be hard for a week with the joy that it's gonna bring. 
You and your hard nipples. Always. <laughs> this is, um... What are your thoughts? It needs to be colder. Me and our beverages not being cold. Yeah. I'm going to start putting our alcohol in our in the fridge in your office. It's in our So fridge. we actually have it. I, I think it's good. It I... I don't know. Whenever it's the the fall stuff, everything's pumpkiny, and you can just taste so much pumpkin. I mean, there's definitely a taste of winter to this. If this was ice cold, and if it wasn't 78 degrees, and I'm pretty sure a fucking tornado is about to hit outside, it might it might hit different. <laughs> I bet you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, carry on, okay. dear friend. It was the early 2000s. The internet started getting popular. He started going online looking for people like him, like other cool weirdos people. just not our not oh, our jam right. I'm not, gonna yeah. get not our jam just uh what he does so then he started getting in chat rooms and like dating mm-hmm. sites and stuff do you remember like chat rooms like asl god yeah yeah i do barely though because i didn't have it i didn't have any of that in my house so it was always yeah. at a friend's house i remember there was a lot of sexy talk when we were like 12 yeah like what is happening and you're like ooh, is this what life's about big old throbbing cats I don't so know chat rooms you were in. Any chat room. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. They were all inappropriate. Inappropriate. They were super inappropriate. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anywho. A sir. lot of ASLs going on. Yes. So, age, sex, location. That's what they used to ask. Oh. So, you would put dashes in it, too? We like twelve female. Well, we would always lie and say like yeah, six, we, we were like sixteen and a half. <laughs> Not really, but you know. <laughs> yes, and then they did that show where they would get the pedophiles. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, How to Catch a Predator. Yeah, and they walk in there. Like, I'm just doing some laundry. Do you want some lemonade? I'll be right back. And then the guy walks in with the cameras. And they're like, Uh, we were uh just gonna hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, he's like, so you have condoms and some smeared off and you're just going to hang out, huh? With a 14 year old. That's what you're going to do. And they're like, uh, no, sh- uh, she, she said she was 18 and they have everything. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You're right. You're and right, the girl that played them that would like walk off. I was yeah. like, that would be such a funny job to do. But like, she's usually like a 30 year old woman that looks young and they just put a hat on her and she's like, I'll be right back. Like, yeah. I'm like, why are you always doing laundry if you knew that you're creepy boyfriend was going to come over first of all man I, I just sorry I'm very passionate about that I show. just couldn't fathom I think my thought was always like how the guys were going to react and like what they were going to do they, after that because they always had a wife and they always, they always had a family they you know? denied it they're too. like we looked everything up on you and you have a 12 year old son and it's like what the fuck you have a 14 year old daughter and, yeah and they know they did it wrong and they were just what hoping that they weren't going to get caught but that that's so dumb whenever they it's, walk in. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're an idiot and you actually showed up. You should be thinking the whole time that if you're going to show up, that they're fucking... But they literally undercover. would have, like, a sack of condoms and some, like, wine coolers. Yes. Almost every time. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Anyway. We derailed so hard. A little, lot of it. Yeah. So, but get this. So, he had, like, a dating profile online. And it was that Darth Maul guy from Star... I think it's Star Wars. Like, the black... I'm pretty sure that's the black and the red face guy with the horns. Like, it wasn't his photo. He used that photo. Oh, my God. So, but, like, women were into him online. Like, he actually, like, picked up chicks online. Like, he called himself a renaissance man, but he was just, like, a douchebag. Like, you have to imagine, too, these are, like, those women, too. I mean, I guess it's... So, he... In, t- in the year 2000, he was 21 years old, and he met a girl named Megan... And she was online from Colorado. They talked for months, and she was like, oh, he's so smart and sweet. And then they fell in love, however you do that online. Then she flew to Edmonton, and she married him. So she was 20, and he was 21. So if they did meet up, it was like maybe for a long weekend once. 
but that but it's no one really knows and this makes me think about like myspace and all that how weird that like online stuff like did you have a myspace page of course i did do you remember like your top eight i don't know who my top eight were what was tom one of them remember tom yeah oh that's so weird (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I started thinking about MySpace or whatever. It's like, we used to be able to, like, code and put your favorite song on there and all that. And now I'm like, how do you make an Excel sheet? But I used to be able to put embed codes into MySpace back in the day. So, oh, how times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually stayed married. They got married and stayed married for four years. But when she gets there, she's like, wait, he's not who he said he was. Like, duh. <laughs> so... He was a huge pathological liar. He cheated on her all the time. Oh, my God. So, was this guy good looking? You can look him up. Did, did you look him up? Yeah. Do you think he's good looking? He, you can just tell he's... What's the name? How do you spell it? Um, Mark Twitchell, just like it sounds. Twitchell. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. Like, he looks like you he would think he good. would look like. like I think he's uh, real good looking. I mean, <laughs> um, he looks creepy as fuck. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, there's some creepy fucking. Okay, I don't know. If you just showed me him and you didn't tell me that something fucked up happens, then I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, then you'd be like, well, <laughs> he would probably make me watch the Star Wars franchise, but. Oh my God. It's like so many images of him next to the Dexter guy. I cannot wait to hear the story. Tell me everything. Okay. I need to know all of it. So he apparently was a huge liar and he cheated on her all the time. And because he thought he was way smarter than everybody, he they no they broke up. So they were together four years. They broke up, and then less than a year later, he in two thousand five, he already met another woman online, and then they had a baby. <laughs> so he gets a uh, small following online. He released a movie online called Star Wars: Secrets of the Rebellion, and it was in front of a green screen. But like he copied Star Wars, and he thought he was going to make money on it. But he got a small following out of it online because people was like oh, that fan fiction stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it sucks, but like I don't understand. They, everybody that worked with him, they said that he was a dick. Like no one liked him that worked with him on that movie. He even had like a cameo of somebody. Like I don't get it. Then he started writing a script called Day Players, and it was supposed to be a comedy, but basically Ricky Gervais made um, a movie called Extras, He had, a, and it's just the same thing. Oh, okay. He just keeps copying shit. He, they started making that, though, and then he released a trailer online, so people started following that, too. He, he's still a piece of shit, though, because he quits his job and he doesn't tell his wife. This is the new wife that he got from. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, at, she's at home with her baby. He quits his job. He doesn't tell her, and then he goes to work, quote-unquote, every day. Huh. So he just leaves. Yeah, I don't. I want to know. I have questions for her because then I, I could one hundred percent fake that I was at work. Yeah, but then like money's. I don't know. Money, no. I mean, I guess you'd my get savings. too bored. Was, you'd get too bored if you did. Charles, like, how did you get so thin and toned? I'm just spending all my time in the gym. I have nothing else to do. He so he's still a piece of shit. He rented a garage on the south side of Edmonton, and apparently that's like kind of a bad part of town. Like, I don't know how you just rent a garage because somebody lived in the house beside it, but they didn't speak English. So somehow he got them to rent the garage to him. So I, did, There's I just. There's so much to unpack. I know, right? Like, Becky, I have I have a suitcase here and I need to go line item by I line know. item on what the fuck. Just, yeah, out of nowhere. So he, at the same time as this, he's trying to get investors to invest in his big budget movie. And he brags about all the A-listers that have already said, yeah, I'll do your movie, like Alec Baldwin and a bunch of other people. He's like, oh, yeah, they're going to do my movie. But I don't, some, he needs to be in sales because he gets 90 grand. 
And that's back then. So, like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, how? How do you? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I promise Alec Baldwin's going to be in this. Oh, cool. Here's 10 grand. Like, I don't get it. He, he, stays, he stays online a lot, and he starts catfishing everybody, making fake uh, accounts and everything. And during all this, he becomes obsessed with Dexter. So, I don't blame him because I think Michael C. Hall's hot. But, anyway, it's an awesome you show. You knew he was married to his sister? Uh-huh. And I thought his sister was the worst part of that whole show. Deb? Yeah. On the show? The actress I thought was so unattractive and so thin. Mm. I hated her face, her, her character. Her mannerisms and everything. She's yeah, a good actor, her, though, but... Don't... Yeah, don't I'm she's not, Emily Rose, too. What? She was Emily Rose in the movie. What movie? Emily Rose. Oh. Like, <laughs> the one about, like, the paranormal haunting oh stuff. okay i mean i've seen her in other shit and loved her i just didn't care for the character they made her like she was one she pound was really, eight ounces yeah she was really i nice. loved her towards the end though yeah it's a lot like beth in the beginning of yellowstone you're like psychopath and then towards the end you're like i love that so okay so if you don't know the premise of dexter is about dexter morgan he was a blood spatter analyst in mm-hmm. miami and but he was also a serial killer but he only went after like rapist murders Child molesters, yeah. serial killers, like he so killed he bad a, people. He was a serial killer that, like, his dad, who was a cop, had noticed that he had serial killer tendencies. And his dad was like, "If you're gonna have to kill, you need to know who to kill." Yeah. Like, and so he would really kill. He would kill the people who made it out of the system uh, because they didn't, they couldn't arrest him. And yeah. So he would kill him later, basically. Yeah. So apparently, he sees one episode and he's like, "Oh my god!" Becomes obsessed. So he binges the whole thing in four days. <gasps> How it's like so, it's oh each God. episode's like an hour, so yeah. there's a bunch of seasons. I know, okay, so someone didn't shower. What? So he even gets online and creates a Dexter persona on his Facebook page, but then he gets a following out of that. Like, he and he talks to his fans all the time and stuff. One of his posts, yeah, was, he doesn't have a job, uh, right? I know one of his posts was like. Mark Twitchell is way too similar to Dexter Morgan and, like, weird shit like that. Like, he would post, I don't, he acted like he was the other guy, but then he would talk about himself in the third person. It was all weird. So weird. I know. So, of course, he was living off the investor money. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. And he creates a new movie called House of Cards, which was before the show. Oh, my God. I know. I thought I was like, did he copy off something else? But it's before the show came out. Then... This is like a slasher movie, so it's eight minutes long, and basically he's Dexter, but he goes after cheating husbands instead, which is stupid, because he's a fucking cheating husband. Right. Like, it made me mad when I heard I was like, you Maybe because he can spot him easier. <sighs> Maybe because he's projecting that he feels guilty for being yeah. a douche canoe. Because that's always how that works, right? I mean, you would think PSA, so. PSA, guys, if one of you, if your spouse is constantly thinking that you are cheating, it's probably because... <laughs> so he makes fake profiles of women on dating sites and catfishes married men and then kills them in the movie in his movie the character in the movie meets up with these men and then abducts ah, them kind of a good fucking storyline though yes no i think so yeah i'm, I'm not intrigued. intrigued yeah so he he meets up with them then after he had he abducts them after he tases them and then he's got a hockey mask on this whole time that's his movie okay. pin in that so he would tape them to the chair. He would clean out their bank accounts and rob them, which Dexter never took any money. But and then he would kill them with a samurai sword. Because okay. PSA, if what anyone a has a and cut and cut up their body with it. So I don't. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I mean, I don't fucking know. I don't either. 
But I just feel like a samurai sword is like, hey guys, so I am going to do this and I'm going to kill them and I have a lot of tools. That's like you just walking around with a chainsaw. Yeah. Like, it's a huge thing. It's, I don't uh, know. Yeah, that's why he has it. Knights of the motherfucking round table. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, serious. Okay. Okay. Right. So after this, Johnny Altinger, I can't remember how to say it. We're just going to say Altinger. Sorry, I'm, we'll call him Johnny. I'm pretty sure I just told it. The whole story with the guys. Yeah. We'll call him Johnny. Johnny, he met a woman online and then they scheduled a date. So Johnny's, he's 38. He's an oil field equipment engineer, which that sounds like a hot job to me. This is in the movie? No, this is real life. Okay. Okay. He's an oil field equipment engineer. And you think that's sexy? I think it sounds like a hot job. I feel like they probably smoke cigarettes. They're really dirty. Mm, Sounds like a hot job. Sounds like a hot job to me. But they're smart. Yeah. And then, but apparently he was kind of hot, so. Um, he has to be. Oh, so, yeah, okay. but him and his friends are really close, like like us, like really close. He tells his friends, like, "Hey, I met a girl on Plenty of Fish, and he's gonna go on a date with her." Which, when I was in Nashville, pre will Plenty of Fish is the worst one you can be. And on. that's what I was on, and it was I met some winners. You met people from that. Uh-huh, I, went, like, I had it. I went but on like I never met a single. I went on song. like three dates. I'll t- I'll save that story for another podcast. But one of them, he had a nervous tick and told me that he was disarmably discharged from the military. And then I nervous had tick. No, because he stole a truck from the base and wrecked it. And then he laughed while he told me. And then I had to run out. Anyway, it's we'll unpack that later. It was it was. I'm being serious. Your face. I'm like, no, I promise. No, I'm trying to. Yeah, it was a lot. That memory. Right on. Me too. Um. Okay. Back in. He said that he's going to meet her, and his friend was like, "Um, that's creepy that you're going to her house. So give me the address." So he gives her the address, but this woman online, she went by Jen, and she was like, he was supposed to go pick her up. He's like, "Oh, cool. Just go through the garage, and I'll meet you on the patio out back." Okay, that's not a crazy thing to ask to go through. Uh, I, in my house, sis, yeah. the way you got into Detached. my house on Oh, that's weird. Garage out I don't to know, the I just side. think about, like, so many people come into our house through our garage all the time. Because yeah. the garage door's open. And, but. I don't It's detached and behind the It sets back farther. I don't It just sounds okay, that, okay. Like, you never met this person and they're, like, go through the garage. I'd be like, I'm not going through your garage. You come out to the road. Like, I'm not doing that. So, after, um, at 7 o'clock, he sent his friends a message. He was like, hey, I just got here. But, unfortunately, that was the last time anybody heard from him again. So, two days later, on Canadian Thanksgiving, they had no idea where he was. And he was he was into motorcycles, and they had planned this huge trip with his friends, and he missed it. He didn't show up. No one could get a hold of him. They all got an email from him that day saying, basically saying that Jen was cool as fuck, and they were running away to Costa Rica for her to her summer home. And he'll see, he's like, bye, see you at Christmas. Like, he... Like, I know, and they're like... So, wait, he was single. He wasn't married, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Just trying to see if I understood that. That pin and that for a minute. Yeah, like, let's um, put a pin in the fact that I just took one of your Spanos, and it tastes like perfume again. And, and that, that one came out of my... That came out of my desk. It and in like, the... Uh, it came... It was in the thing. Man, I don't know. Maybe don't. your hands are full of floor... I don't know. I had hand sand on it. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, so they got the email from him saying that Jen was cool and they run away to Costa Rica together to her summer home and he'll call him at Christmas, which if you ever were like, hey, I'm going to run away, I'll talk to you at Can Christmas. I send you an email? An e- yeah, an email at that. I mean, back then, you know, text messages, might, I don't remember when they started not charging for them, but. You're right, and back in the day, too, there was this big concept that, like, people would actually email their friends and yeah. that's how they would communicate mm-hmm. versus texting, obviously. Yeah. 
So it, it, you're right. It sounds, it makes yeah. sense. But it's also like me sending you a text message saying I'm running away. No. Without a phone call. Then I would connect you with crazy. a hockey mask. If you ever were like, I will talk to you in two months. Cool. No, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. I'd be like, I don't know, but okay. I mean, it's going to be real weird whenever we're at work together. <laughs> But what is? <laughs> so, okay, they all freak out. They're like, that's not like him. They Then they're like, they call his job. He misses work. Oh, no. Then they call the cops. So the cops are like, no, just wait it out. He probably did go with this woman. And he's close to the motherfucking race. Yeah, and they're like, no, that's not like him. But they said, no, it's not a big deal. Just wait it out. So they get pissed off, and they go break into his apartment. Fuck yeah, good friends. I we know. Good friends. This yeah. makes me happy. Okay, so they okay. see his clothes, his passport. Like, he's not going to leave. He can't go to Costa Rica without his passport. Right. So then they tell the cops, like, hey, guess what? We went to his apartment. He literally isn't, he's not here. So, so. they all get arrested for breaking into <laughs> <laughs> Right. And then, um, so Bill Clark was the detective that was assigned to the case. Um, and this is nine days after he's been missing. He goes to the garage because his friend had the address. And Mark calls Mark Twitchell because he knows, like, that's who rents it out. And Mark's a cocky bastard. And he's like, oh, yeah, come on. I'll show you around. Come on. He goes, oh, they must have picked the How'd they find out that he was Be- renting it? Because they they called the house. The house said, well, I don't. They told. Oh, yeah, okay. They okay. put the pieces together. And then he knew where the address was because his friend had it. Got it. And then his, he knew that he Thank was going God to Thank God he's good friends again. Right? I, mean, I know. It still sucks. But. Yeah. So he goes to look around, and they get there, and he's like, oh, the, the lock must have been picked, first of all. Like, he's like, oh, somebody must have, like, trying to say someone else could have gone into his garage. Um, then he's like, well, I haven't been here since the 10th, but Bill finds the receipt from the 15th that's inside the garage when he's just, like, glancing around because he let him in. Yeah. And so he knows he's full of shit, but for some reason he's not considered a suspect at all. During this. I don't know why. Because why would he think that? I why think would he, you think a ma- it was a... Ma- like? I think he's very charismatic to, like, obviously, if he can get 90 grand from a movie that doesn't exist. But, so, they start asking around the neighborhood, because they're like, this is really weird. And a couple said they saw an attack a few weeks ago. He said that someone ran out of the garage and was trying to get help, and they had run off. Like, the couple ran off. Because they were freaked out by it. The, what assholes, man. Bill Clark was like, uh-huh. huh? And then he was like, wait... And he said, when was it? And they said, two weeks ago. And he's like, well, Johnny was only missing nine days ago. So it was before that. And he's like, what the fuck? So then he's like, okay. So they release this to the public. And then some. They, that's when they meet uh, Giles Giltetro. Giltetro? We're going to call him Giles the whole time. Who, he's a 33-year-old contractor, and he had signed up for Plenty of Fish when him and his wife got separated. Friday, October 3rd, and this was like about a week before Johnny went missing, uh, he went to meet Sheena in person finally because they've been chatting online and he was going to pick her up for dinner and a movie. So he got there 7 o'clock. He does the whole garage pickup thing. And, of course, she's he has to go in, but it's pitch black in the garage. So all of a sudden, someone attacks him and tases him, and then he falls down at the ground, and then he looks up, and it's a dude in a hockey mask just standing over him. So the guy pulls a gun, and at that moment, he's like, fuck, I didn't tell anybody where I was going. So nobody knew he was going on this date with Sheena at all. Uh-huh. The man pulls a gun. Sorry, I already said that. <laughs> the, then the man, he takes duct tape, and he covers his eyes. But then, so Giles jumps up, and he somehow rips the duct tape off. Then he's like, oh, fuck, I got to fight back, or I'm screwed, right? He reached for the gun, and he figures out it's plastic. 
So he's like, fuck you. Like, this is plastic. So he start, he starts to fight back and starts fighting him. Yeah. He fights him off. He rolls under the garage because it was cracked a little yeah. bit. But his legs weren't working. He just got fucking tased. So he is army crawling down the gravel driveway. And then he looks up and he sees two people walking. And Mark Twitchell comes out of the garage, grabs him by the legs, and starts pulling him back in. And he's still in a hockey mask this whole time. What the fuck? I know. So they freak. Because could you imagine be just walking and looking over and seeing somebody like... Yeah, but we army. would stop. We would grab the person and pull them out. But I mean, if you're seeing this if, huge... You know, I know, but I'm going to say, it's one thing, Heather, if it was you and me. It's a whole other thing if you were with Will. Yeah, if but... If I was there with Travis, Travis would be like, no, don't... He'd be like, run, call the cops. But like, I'm going to pull yeah. the guy out. It, so like, he... They they run away and they immediately go call nine one one. He but Mark Twitchell ran away before the cops got there. So when the cops got there, he was gone. Spoiler alert: Giles survived all this, thank goodness. But he ended up writing a book called "The One That Got Away: Escape from the Kill Room." He didn't come forward at first. He was afraid that the attacker, whoever faked like they were Sheena, would they knew everything about him. So he was scared that they were going to come find him, and and kill him or whatever. So. The the pro and then he tried to get on the profile went away and then he probably felt stupid too like I mean he got catfished that was before people realized that everybody was catfishing and all that stuff cut forward to uh, after Mark Twitchell was interviewed by that detective he he came back to the police station he's like oh I forgot to tell you I had I bought a car from a guy he was selling it on the street it just so happened that it was a Mazda hatchback which is what Johnny had. Oh, my God. He said, like, he came and offered that information after he was, like, they, you know, out of nowhere. So then the guy, he goes, yeah, the guy sold it to me for $40. He said, yeah, he met a rich guy, or a rich lady, and they were going to vacation in Costa Rica. Oh, my God. So that's what he thought. So they didn't have any hard evidence, but they're like, yeah, that's, you're dumb. Like, they knew it. They just had to figure out how to connect him. But they, yeah. they knew at that point. So they got warrants for his house and his, like, $40 car. <laughs> they, they got his computer, and they found a deleted file in the recycle bin. Not even, like, they didn't have to dig. Yeah. It was in the recycle bin. And it's like, you fucking idiot. Like, make it a little bit hard. Like, the... <laughs> try. Guess what? At least fucking try. Guess what it was called? The file that was in there. SK confessions, like serial killer confessions. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He's so stupid. Then, so, like, and this is what the opening said. This story is based on true events. The names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty. This is a story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. That was the beginning. The first line of that file. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, it literally detailed everything that he did. If you're going to do it, try it. Like, change your name. Don't rent somebody else's fucking garage. Like, so, like, he detailed everything that he did, and then he played it off like it was a script. It was 40 pages long, and it was like a journal that literally spelled out his crimes. And so they go to, to Giles, and they're like, hey. And they read it to him, and he starts freaking out like, that. that is literally what happened to me. And tells the account of how he killed Johnny. They said that, oh God, I hate this. He he used a pipe and then dismembered his body. And then there was an alleged. He used a pipe. He used a, Johnny, the first guy. He used a pipe to kill him. With a fucking pipe? Uh-huh. And then he. bludgeoned to that? He dismembered his body and there was an alleged location in the, the file they found. Yeah. So they also figure out that Mark Twitchell had went and broke into Johnny's apartment. That's how he emailed his friends. Like, he got wow. his email password, and he emailed his friends from his apartment. Well, that was kind of a solid step. I guess that was the... 
most solid of the steps that were taken. Right. Mark Twitchell, he was 33 at the time, and they arrested him uh-huh. on Halloween. Not, not all to him, but yeah. all to John. Yeah. They arrested him on Halloween in 2008. The cops found knives and even a cleaver that had Johnny's blood stains on it. Um, he had movie props and stuff, so they had to, like, dig through that stuff. Um, but I'm glad that they actually tested it and figured it out. He refused to tell the cops where Johnny's body was because he's a dickhead. Like, they had him riding around in the co- squad car. He just sat stone-faced. He wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't tell him where he was. They they tried to follow him. So there's him. no real reason that he killed them? No. Hey, hold, hold that oh, thought. I'm getting mad. I know. I'm getting so, real fucking mad. So it took nine months, and then Mark Twitchell finally gave him a map, and it led to a sewer drain, and that's where he was. But it took nine months, so his family had to wait that long to get him back. So in March of 2011, Johnny uh, went to trial for first, or not Johnny, sorry, Mark Twitchell went to jail for trial. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Went to trial for first degree murder. So he got on the stand. He admitted that he lured him there, like to the creepy ass garage. But he was like, oh, I wasn't planning on killing him. I just wanted to pull a prank to get my movie publicity. That's what he said. Not, no. That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. Like, no fucking sense. I know. And then he said, well, people would talk about what happened, and the, the victims would talk about what happened to them, and that would help promote his movie. That's what he thought. Or that's this... what he said. So then he said he said that it took a turn for the worse, though, when Johnny got angry about it. And then, so he, he tried to say that Johnny attacked him, and he did it in self-defense. I was like, why? You know, because everybody always defends themselves and then goes and breaks into the person who attacked him and then sends emails. Like, he cut, no, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't it? No. So Mark also tried to say that SK in the SK Confessions stood for Stephen King. <laughs> He's so stupid. Mm-hmm. He told the jury that he was a psychopath without the ability to feel empathy, but he was never diagnosed by anyone. It took him five hours to find him guilty, and he's serving his life sentence in Saskatchewan prison, and he's eligible for parole after 25 years, which I don't see him getting out. So, that is the story of Dexter, so, copycat killer, Mark Twitchell. Okay. So, first, the first guy got out, but how did he get out? The second guy got out. Or, I thought it was the guy that happened before Johnny. You said it was... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Johnny. Backwards, yes. Okay, so he got out. Mm-hmm. How did he get out, though? He never says exactly because, how he got out. Because he was getting dragged back in. He saw the people walking, yeah, and then they, they ran the to call the cops, but when, when Mark Twitchell saw the people walking... And them run, he ran. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then they, but then how did they not call the cops on Because him? Johnny his, never told him. It, like, they, they went and investigated, and Mark was gone, and they were like, well, yeah, nothing the, happened. Yeah, but owned the fucking garage. They, they, it, nothing came of that. That makes no fucking sense. No, yeah, that nothing, no nothing came of it, and then, but the guy, um, the Giles guy that did, that happened to, he never went to the cops either. What the fuck, man? It makes no sense. Like, they say he's a Dexter copycat, but he didn't copycat any part of Dexter. Yeah, just him. Uh, he I didn't mean, pick anyone that was married. He was on a dating site for people who were openly dating. Yeah, he claimed that's what, like, later on, that's what he said, that that was the whole, like, his kill room was the garage. I mean, it wasn't like the, but like, that was, was his inspiration, was there... but it wasn't, he didn't have, like, the plastic and all that. That's but he was saying. trying to so live just... a double life thing, too. I know, I'm just, I'm trying to understand how he's the Dexter killer, because it's like, nothing about it is like Dexter. At all. Yeah. Well, and, that's what they were Dexter saying. Dexter wasn't in a garage. Like, there's literally no aspect. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get it, because obviously, 
you Google it and it's all saying that he is that person, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. He even has like a similar look and feel to him. Yeah. But like, I just don't. I think it's the persona part that he, he created to online where he tried to link the two together. I like know, but his... then that would be anyone who lives a double life. That would be any killer. Would be no, I know. He went online as Dexter too. That's probably part know, of it. Just so, what a weirdo. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. It's a, it's such a like if and then you create a movie over the same storyline like there's so much confusion he's a in that. Fucking idiot. He's an idiot. I just have so many questions. Like, so whatever happened with his wife? I don't know. They not, They never said. Like, they, <laughs> I had the same question. I was like, he has kid, his wife. I would like to know more. Anyway. I don't get it. Yeah. And why I just went after men like. And even if even if you wanted to be like a wingnut and start serial killing people, I wouldn't pick. Like as a female, I'm not gonna pick men that if they were able to fight me, yeah, come after like like you're gonna pick equal. I don't know. Yeah, like some I don't know. I just don't get. No, it. I have a lot of questions too. I just had time to process it, and you're doing exactly what I, know, I did whenever I'm I did. Annoyed. Whenever I did my research, I, I did the same I don't thing. Like the storyline. Yeah. He does not deserve to be called the Dexter fucking copycat killer. <laughs> He's a douche. His Dexter was better until he wasn't better. Until he actually, like with the Dexter storyline, <laughs> he was amazing until he got to that point where he was letting Pete, like he got so addicted to killing too and that he like hated certain people that he would let him get off in jail. Like he would change the blood spatter. Mm. Yeah. And that would cause him to get off so he could kill him. So like he ended up fucking up too, but. Yeah. <sighs> That's it, man. That is it. Oh, poor Johnny. Yeah. Poor that was Cassie. sad. They were talking about how good of a guy that he was to, like, all his family. And, yeah. Yeah. Same same thing with Cassie. She was gorgeous and young, and yeah. she died for no reason, too. That's what, like, that's the scary, unbelievable shit of life. Mm-hmm. If somebody fucking pulls your card, it's up. Yeah. Well, are you ready for yeah, lunch? <laughs> Um, I'm always ready for lunch. I'm ready for a feeding. How about you drink that? Just a hair. Okay. So, things to talk about besides horrible fucking murdery shit. Um, which is our entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Which gets heavy. Yeah. We were doing fun shit when we were looking at witches and how they had gunpowder the attached to their... How they would fuck brooms and... What? Have, have gunpowder. <laughs> Don't say that. I said we gunpowder over their head and then explode. That was crazy shit. I said we were going to be in Salem around our brooms. Now I don't want to... I take yeah. it back. <laughs> well, I, anyway. I take it back. <laughs> we got to figure out what our story is going to be there. Well, I don't want to say it on here. Then we're held to it. I'm not going to say shit. We're going to figure it out whenever we're on the flight. I'm not going to say shit about fuck. No shit about fuck. That's right. I'm going to try to find... Um, Maybe, like, uh, one of the more popular witches, like Sarah Good, find out more about them. But their storylines are probably boring. And if we don't do the research before we leave, we're going to be there in Salem like, hey, guys. So this is now a travel podcast. Here is what we've done thus far. Here's the history of planes. <laughs> you can That'd do that. Good. That sounds like a snooze. That's it. I agree with that. Um, we have to leave on a high note. There's a tree flip over. I was looking at that, too. Oh my god. You okay there, sis? No, my nose it's just so bad. I know, I've watched you scratch it more than Because it my anything that scratches a lot. What? Anything that scratches a lot. I don't know. Scr- <laughs> I've never seen anyone like It's driving me nuts. It's you and me both, sister. I'm curious to see how the wind is. Hopefully no place has lost electricity and we're about to go continue to play. I'm going to go and we're going to put up my Christmas tree or Heather's going to sit on the couch and she's going to drink a White Claw and I'm going to put up my Christmas tree 
It's going to be a good time. I'm going to watch Hallmark movies. Oh, my God. Things to fucking talk about. I know the... Everyone's bleeding ears. Sorry. You want to talk about that? Guys, all the new Christmas movies that are coming out. So, my um, hypothesis is that because of COVID, all of these killer fucking Christmas movies are coming out this year because they were held back, like the slow kid mm. in the fifth grade. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, that's why we have so Did many... You just... I said it. But we have so many good <laughs> movies coming out, and I'm so excited. Violent Night with the fucking sexy-ass fucking Hopper from Stranger Things, where oh, he's Santa Claus. And somebody he's Santa? Can, he's Santa, and he's a normal Santa. Mm-hmm. And somebody fucking... If you haven't seen the previews, I'm not, I haven't seen the movie because it hasn't come out yet. I'm just telling you the preview. But um, he's Santa Claus. A perfect fucking Santa Claus. And what happens is that somebody, like, I guess holds a family hostage. And he comes in and they attack him. And he's like, guess what? I'm a ninja Santa. And it's amazing. It's called Violent Night, not Silent Night. And then... I know. There's so many good... And then fucking... What's his face? And Spirited, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that one you sent me the trailer. And Will Ferrell. And then my baby daddy, Tim Allen. He's coming in hard and fast as he retires as Santa Claus this year. You guys, I'm going to watch every fucking Christmas movie. I'm going to fucking deck the motherfucking halls. I'm so excited about the new Strangers that's coming out next year. I'm going back to Halloween. The new what that's coming out? Strangers. The Strangers where they're like, it's Holly Home or whatever. And they like kill those people in the house. The scary movie. Yeah. They're coming out with a new one next year. Okay, I'm sorry. I was actually focused on the joy that is happening <laughs> in the next two months. But yeah, let's toss something that's 14 months from now for it. Listen, I got a mental Jack Skellington. <laughs> it's always Halloween in my heart. I know that. It's always Christmas in mine. Yeah. So with that, we love you guys. Rate, review, subscribe, follow us. We love you. Yeah, tell your Thank friends. You. Tell your mom. <laughs> tell your wife. Listen to us. Yeah, all right? that stuff. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Theodore, can I put that down? <laughs>